Welcome to Empirical Peapod. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. If you could please subscribe, follow, share, like, comment, whatever the hell happens when we do these things. I'm your host, Tim Day. Let's get to the show. I like this. What, what are you doing to her hair? I'm going along with her parts because like, it's very relaxing. So she would be doing that without yeah. raising. Yeah. When I was a teenager, I had cornrows because I didn't understand cultural appropriation at the time. Because <laughs> it was like 25 years ago. <laughs> But it is awesome when people do that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm here with my cousin, Nafisa. Yep. This is actually interesting and exciting because we've actually never even had a conversation before. <laughs> this is true. Uh, we've seen each other at family events and whatever, whatever, and things of that nature, but we've never sat down and actually talked. So I'm excited to do this. Uh, you know, there's obviously you and I know there's reasons for stuff. I don't care about any of that right now. I want to talk about more important things. First off, let's uh, talk about the uh, elephant in the room. How many children are here? Six. Six. And they just love being around. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. What's the age range? So my oldest is 17, then I have a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, an 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 4-year-old. That's crazy. How did, let's, let's take it back before any of the kids. How old are you? Are you, are you my age? I'm 39. Yeah, okay, so yeah, we're the same age. That's insane. <laughs> so it's just, a, you're creating a small army. I am. <laughs> but I'm done, so we're all good. That's good. What's the... Uh, how did you end up there? Because let's take it back to, because most of these shows are all about like my friends and this group that's kind of come up together. Mm-hmm. And you're obviously an outsider who kind of quote unquote married in at the time. Uh, where did you go to school at? So I graduated uh, high school from Wabonzi. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, my sister actually graduated yeah. with Jason. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. That's my brother. Uh, he graduated in 94. I would have gone there as well if we didn't move uh, to Oswego. Okay. Well, until they opened Nikoa, I think. Yeah. I think we would have ended up at Nikoa. Uh, what did you, did you go to college after high school then? So I went to College DuPage for like a year and a half. Um, I was still kind of undecided about what I wanted to do as far as a career path. I was working two jobs at the time. And going to school full time, uh, got or I, I met my ex, ended up getting pregnant, and that kind of stopped my education goals. <laughs> Took a new time. trajectory. Yes, yes. So things veered off in a different direction. So what's interesting too is though, kind of like in a serendipitous way, when you said my, your sister graduated with my brother. Also, then, years later, uh, you had an ex that wrestled with him also. Is yes. that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I only know little bits and pieces that I've heard from my <laughs> sister. <laughs> but because you uh, did his tag team partner. Yes. Which is hilarious. It and is. That's just a time in our lives that I think we just want to gloss over. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. But so you kind of take it and stop going to school then. Because I know recently you just graduated. 
Yeah, recently I got my master's degree. A master's degree. Mm-hmm. So over the last 20 years, how did that, did you just do that over the last few years or has that kind of been a little bit here and there over the whole time? So I got my master's, I, I went straight through full time. Um, this was like around COVID because, okay. you know, I, I do work for the state. There's a lot of yeah. talk about potential layoffs. And yeah. so it just kind of got me, got me worried because I had, a, you know, my bachelor's in sociology and English and I was like, well can't really find anything else in that field so I was like you know what might as well so signed up all right you know I applied for a couple different schools I got accepted uh, to DePaul University on a scholarship nice and I have my bachelor's in public administration with a concentration in public management that's insane so (laughs) because I remember watching the ceremony on your Facebook page and be like wow like (laughs) Especially being in this house, like my anxiety has peaked, <laughs> just because there's too much happening. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, your kids are amazing and they're well behaved and they're awesome, but it's I don't I don't have any kids, so mm-hmm. just being around them like is insane. Yeah. Like I like I like the bracelets this one's wearing. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what? Uh, is it something you always wanted to do is go back to school and finish? Or was there a particular point where you're like, I have to do this? I mean, I'm pretty secure with my employment. So going back to school was never at yeah. the forefront of my mind. It was right. just like, you know, I was like, hey, might as well be a government worker until I retire. So it, I didn't really think about it. It was just more of like, you know, that level of uncertainty during COVID. Yeah. And I was like, you know, might as well. Cause that's when I started working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to, you know, I did all my classes online. Yeah. So that just made things much easier. So I like that you said much easier to be in a house <laughs> with six children, uh, trying to run that household, working from home and going to school from home all full time. Yeah. Was it really easy? <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm used to the chaos. <laughs> Fair enough. That yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Just just used to it. What, uh, oh, you know what I wanted to talk about, too, if, if uh, you're interested. Uh, we were talking about it before we went live here. Uh, you have a uh, sign out front mm-hmm. that has been damaged. Uh, it's not just a Black Lives Matter sign. It's a, it's a collection of love is love. You know, we believe in science and all these things. What happened there? So... Um, just want to start off by saying I grew up in Aurora. Right. Like, yeah, I've never had like, never really had issues growing up out here. Yeah, Aurora's we, pretty like it's, it's a pretty, pretty diverse. Yeah, and, like surprisingly, it's really diverse. Yeah. So, um, last summer, there was uh, some kids that were just being unruly. Not my children. Sure. They were black kids. Yeah. I'm the only black mom on the street. Yeah. Um, my neighbor across the street that you know paraded his Trump flags was very adamant that my kids stole his American flag and threw it in the back of his his truck. Um, Is it really stealing it if they just put it in his truck? <laughs> placed it, whatever. Like I, yeah. So he assumed it was my children. He at five in the morning caught on my ring camera, pulled up my sign from my yard, and proceeded to beat my car with it and damage my windshield wipers. It's. I'm just curious, like, how somebody's brain goes from they took my flag and put it in my truck to I'm going to take this and then damage their car. Yeah. I just don't, like, I don't, I don't see the line there. Oh, no, I don't, I don't either. Especially yeah. when it's like, 
you can clearly see my children's complexion and the child that actually did it because my kids saw the kid that did it. Yeah. Way darker than my kids. Right. So it's just, yeah. It was just bad. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's insane to even think about, like, that we were talking before, too, like, that that's even a thing this day and age. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, I feel like I'm very... I'm not, like... It's not that I don't realize it exists. I never see it. Mm-hmm. I'm a middle-aged white man. Like, I'm <laughs> checking all the boxes here. <laughs> like, I don't come across... I was lucky enough to, like, I grew up in a, uh, a decently diverse family. My mom's side of the family, like, they had adopted a young black kid, and he actually grew up with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, uh, one of the other ones had married a Hispanic gentleman. So it's like, I was always around, like mixed people mm-hmm. so it's weird to see other people especially because my favorite thing about racism is that it's literally just based on the sun like yeah. the, the, that's it it's not actually anything other than the melanin in your skin versus anybody else's uh and where you your ancestors are from pretty much which of course means one day there'll be one color I can't wait to see all the racism like what are we going to move to next to hate each other about <laughs> Let me dialect the way we talk. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, but so after, so you got your master's now. Is there a plan? Because you said you're pretty solid with your job at the state. Is it just like, it's just a feather in your head? Or do you think that eventually you'll evolve into something uh, more? Oh, I, I definitely want to either, you know, move up in my current agency, maybe venture on to different state agencies. Well, your master's, is it directly tied to that? Um, so with certain positions within my, I work for um, Department of Human Services, so certain positions, yeah, I would need, you know, or they recommend having yeah. a master's. What does that mean on a state level to work in Department of Human? Like exactly what I, my yeah. job, my job. So I, I deal with individuals that are applying for Medicaid, SNAP benefits, TANF. Okay. Um, work with other agencies on finding them resources. Um, you know, I'm extremely grateful for my job because sure. at one point I was on the other side. You yeah. know, I was the one that was applying for assistance. I was the one that needed help. And so I, like my mom has always been like a huge, make sure that you are able to take care of your, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, but at the same time it was like a different time, like, sure. you know, Things weren't as expensive as they are now. Yeah. Families were, tend to be more solid back then. Yeah. Probably, I feel like tighter. Like families yeah. were more together, yeah. right? So, you know, and my mom was a huge advocate of, you know, make sure you go back to work. Make sure you have your own. Like, you know, don't fall into that trap of being reliant on yeah. others. So, and that's, you know, I think it was the recession of 2008. I had two little kids. And that's what pushed me to go back and get my bachelor's. Yeah. And so I went full-time, double major, graduated with honors. I think I took a short break when I gave birth to my third. <laughs> I graduated pregnant with my fourth. Jesus. <laughs> and a year later, that's when I got my job with the state. So, you know, and it's like I've been like toying the idea with management. But with management positions, you need to have like 15-year seniority. Right. And whereas like there's positions that are above management, which doesn't make sense (laughs) to where it's like, if you have this degree, if you have, you know, if you interview correctly, if you know how to articulate certain things, if you can motivate people, 
hey, yeah. you can jump up to a you know administrative level position. So that's. Oh, so you just kind of skip right over, man. Yep. That's awesome. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. What? Uh, what do you? Did you always want to have a big family? Like, do you come from a big family? Yes. Do you have a lot of siblings? Yes. So my mom has six. My father, I want to say there's close to ten or eleven. Ah, so you're so you're definitely building an army. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And even my sisters that have kids. Um, with my mom, like uh, my, I want to say she's my mom's second oldest. She has six kids herself. And on my dad, for my dad's um, children previous to um, me being born, I think there's, one of my sisters has like either seven or eight kids. Wow. So, yeah. That, it just seems like, I come from a relatively small family in, compared to that, but it was such a... A, a positive slash horrible situation most of the time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine being from that big of a family, but your mom seems amazing. Oh, like yeah. just to kind of even just to have that advice because you, your mom uh, was married to your dad right, mm -hmm. for a long time. Yep. And your dad's amazing. I've seen a lot of stuff on uh, Facebook uh, where you talk about him. So for her to even come from what seems like a healthy relationship mm -hmm. to still have that agency to be like, hey. Take care of you. Make sure you stand yep. before you do all of this. It's just brilliant. Like that's awesome. Oh yeah, no. And I like now, like you know where I'm at now. I definitely get it. I mean, because I was a stay-at-home mom too for seven years. Yeah. And then you know going back to school and you know during that too, it's just I'm extremely. I'm just grateful that I took those steps to you know put myself in a position to where I can be self-reliant. Yeah. Which makes sense. The uh, uh, I know your, your dad's no longer with us, which sucks. And I, I, that's another thing that always interests me because my dad's gone also, mm -hmm. and it's, it was such a weight off my shoulders. <laughs> Where it was like, ah, I can breathe. Oh yeah, no, I, I remember talking to <laughs> talking to your sister about that one time. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. But uh, your dad seemed amazing. Oh yeah, yeah and, I, and I'm always thrown off by like people that have healthy family lives mm -hmm. uh, or positive uh, male role models in their lives. Yeah. Do you mind telling us a little bit about your dad? So, like my dad, I mean, I mean, yeah, he he like I hate I hate talking about him in the past tense. Like he is yeah. amazing. Like when it came to like getting good grades, like he was like. Like, I remember back in the day, they used to, like, print your names in the newspaper. Yeah. And, you know, my sisters and I were always on the honor roll, high honor roll. He would cut those That's clippings crazy. out, save every single one, every certificate. Like, yeah. he was, like, You just he finished was... college with honors, too, didn't yep. you? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, like every single achievement, like, he was he was there. Like, he was, like, very present. And, like, he actually, because my, my dad was older, um, he retired when I was in middle school, I want to say. So it was like role switched. So my mom went back to work because my dad was, you know, at home full time. Mm -hmm. And that's when like he, he's doing like the housework. He's taking us to and from appointments. Like it was like, like literally role switched at that point. Yeah. And looking back on it now, like I appreciate that so much. Yeah. But at the same time, it kind of gave me a skewed perception of how 
relationships work. And in my right. adult life, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like, <laughs> my dad was like, you know, doing this stuff too. Like, yeah. it should be like. It's almost like it should be a partnership. Yes. Which I don't think. Clearly, none of us have seen that so far. Uh, all of our relationships have ended. Well, have ended. So, yeah. so far, we haven't <laughs> seen the right thing yet. But, well, actually, I feel like you're probably doing a lot better now. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like, I, I've i just become so accustomed to, like, I got to get this done. I got to do this. Like, I don't like asking for help. Yeah. Like, I, not that I hate it. I just don't. Like, I, because right. I, I don't like the, like, potentially being let down or just, like, potentially, oh, yeah, sure, I can do this. And then, you yeah. know. You know, I, I just... When people help you also, sometimes they feel like they have a say over your life then. Exactly. That's really annoying. Yeah, I, I got a sister like that. <laughs> it's like, ooh, I did A, B, C, and D. Right. Now you owe me. Yeah. Eh, but it's like, I help you out too, just because you needed right. help. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't stand that mentality of, I'll do this because I'll get something out of it. Yeah. Which is... It goes back to the whole idea of like unconditional love and how it's like, is is it real? Or are we looking for something, even if it's on a subconscious level, mm-hmm. like we're getting something out of it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's that's one of the big th- biggest things that my dad, like, I will carry that with me. Like, he, I believe he, like, really taught me what unconditional love means. Because even, you know, we were all teenagers at one point. We did stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. I did my fair share of stupid stuff. <laughs> I know I look all innocent and stuff. But, <laughs> you but look, yeah. like, dignified and so graceful now. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I, I did some dumb stuff when I was a teenager. I'm not going to lie. And it's like every single time I messed up, it was like, I still love you. I don't approve of what you did. Sure. And I'm, you know, we need to separate that. What you did is not who you are. Yeah. And so every time I messed up, like, I carry that with me, even to this day. So, because, like, I have days where I'm like, man, like, I feel like I, I don't want to say failed as a mom, but, yeah, like, I had a pretty crappy mom day. I had a crappy work day, whatever the case may be. And it's just, like, I'm you know, taking steps just to, like, keep reminding myself of that. Because, you know, it's one thing when, like, when he was here and I could just call him up. Yeah. Like, and get a pep talk. We call him 101s. Yeah. Like, he was notorious <laughs> for them. Yeah. But now it's just like, yeah, I got to keep carrying that with me and pass it down to my kids, you know. Cause... Do you guys have one-on-one, 101s now? Oh, I lecture my kids all the time. <laughs> you, can, you can ask them. Do you get them in a group, at least? Or do you do one at a time? on the situation sometimes yeah. it's a one-on-one lecture sometimes it's like a essay and a text message because yeah because say some of them are in their teens now out there doing dumb stuff i presume three of them yeah yeah three teenagers that's half of them yeah and they're girls so yeah is, does that make it worse yes really yes it does yes. Uh, what's the difference hormones boys oh yeah they do have those still yeah that makes sense yeah like <laughs> I mean, from what I've heard, I mean, who knows? My sons may just break the mold on that, too. That boys are easy when they're younger and they mellow out as they get older. Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah, my girls, they were super easy. Yeah. I guess that's why I was like, oh, this is not that bad. Oh, this is not that bad. This is not that bad. And everybody behind you is like, it's coming. Yeah, and then it's like the preteen years hit, and it's like, oh. And then the teen years hit, and I'm like, oh. And it's like, yeah, I'm like... My mom used to always tell me, too, be careful what you do because you're going to have kids and they'll be 10 times worse than you. Yeah. She was right. Do you see it? So in the dumb stuff you did when you were a teenager, are you seeing that now? Worse. Really? Worse. Worse. Well, like, like, they do have two codes of DNA. And 
I know what that teenage years looks like. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why I had to remind myself too. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. If, I, if my mom said they're 10 times worse than me, I totally forgot about the other side. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm getting some kind of karma on some kind of level, but. Yeah, how do you deal with that though? Uh, as far, like, cause, so I, I work in a junior high, uh, so I talk to kids all you. day. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> But I have, I've always had this ability because I still know what it's like to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I don't consider myself an adult really. Like adults make me uncomfortable still. Okay. Like authority figures in general. Like when I see the police, I'm like, Ugh. or when I see adults, well, I'm I do like, that too for a different reason though. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like that's why I can always relate though as well. Is like, so I always like comedians. Like a lot of times the stereotypical like comedian stuff mm-hmm. is more about being poor and a second citizen. Rather than racial things, yeah, like, there still is a hundred percent, but like I get it. But the how do you talk to them about these things? Like when you when you you've already walked the walk. Yeah. How do you not explode? Because you don't want to just blow up or give them some sort of uh, like ruin their mentality about it. But you also have to play mom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll admit I've I've had my explosive moments because yeah. like the level of just like. We can try to keep them safe. Yeah. Like, the level of craziness that I... Like, I'm just like, why would you do that? Like, because right. a lot of times... And I, and I try to, like, not fall into that, oh, well, my mom and my dad would have never, you know, like... I try not to do that because I'm like, for one, I'm not my mom. Yeah. I don't... I'm not raising my kids in the same dynamic that I was raised in. Like, right. it was totally different. Yeah. And today's world is just way different. Like, I think it's like obviously we have a skewed opinion because we're in this current world. Do you think it's easier or harder? I think it's harder. Like with social media, like yeah. technology, like because I, you know, bullying in our day was mm. different than bullying now. That's true. They have a hundred percent access to you now, exactly. all the time, as opposed to being like, "There's this one asshole in this one class." Mm-hmm. Now it's like, "Oh, I can, I can get you all day." Yeah. It's like all it yeah. takes is like finding somebody at a stupid moment and then oh goes on Snapchat and they get shared and yeah like I can't count how many times this happened that's why I tell especially my daughters I'm like don't post anything that might yeah. come back and bite you like cuz you never know who's out there watching like yeah. you know everybody that smiles in your face is not your friend right it's 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 hard to navigate that uh and it, it's actually heartbreaking to watch like even in you know the junior high I work at, like, there, a kid committed suicide this last year oh, wow. from cyberbullying, and it's insane to think of a twelve-year-old being like, "I'm, I'm done. I can't handle this anymore." Like, yeah, that's awful. It's, yeah, it's absurd, and even worse to think that on the flip side, there's a group of kids that are like, "Good, good. I know. Mission right? accomplished. I guess. Like, yeah. It's insane uh, t- to to see that. So, how do you go about then not? blowing up and trying to teach a lesson or make that understanding um a lot of lectures <laughs> a lot of lectures actually i mean and I'll, I'll even admit like a lot of the explosiveness i want to say has been a learned behavior sure for me i didn't grow up in it in an environment like that yeah but it's just like i picked up on certain things yeah, like, you feel I, like with your past relationships and outside of your home dynamic, uh, do you have more of a back against the wall? 
yeah kind of uh dynamic <laughs> yeah like it, it really turned into like if i don't do this they're gonna get it 10 times worse from right. like and it, i hate drawing this analogy but it is like like the slave master like or not slave master but it's like the slaves the original reason why they started whooping their kids right like they would do that so the slave master wouldn't do it right and i hate using that analogy yeah, hate using it but sure. that like that's that's where my mind was like well if i blow up then they're not going to get it from this other person yeah i've never thought about that in my life uh which is which makes sense because I, I come from a very abusive house mm -hmm. but i would have never put those two things together for obvious reasons but it makes so much sense to hear about yeah so so do you how do you then discipline six children uh, and keeping stuff like that in mind well now things are way different yeah like i I, I try to like reflect more on how I was feeling when I was 15, 16 years old. Cause mm -hmm. I think every teenager goes through that point where they're just like, nobody understands me. Yeah. My parents hate me. Yeah. I got one that's every other day, you hate me, you hate me. I'm just like, no, I just. That's what's funny too, uh, because too, I've said this a million times and I hate to say it again, uh, but that's why I love junior high because they're, their kids are the age where they're just realizing adults are full of shit. <laughs> and I love that. I love watching that and watching them try to, they don't know what to do with the information, mm -hmm. but you can see as adults are talking to them, they're like, mm, I, don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely my 13 year old. She'll be in eighth grade and I'm just like, I'm like, is this kid is like not like a CEO someday or an attorney? <laughs> like, man, cause she's gotten me a few times. And I'm just like, really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you are like, cause my dad was the same way. I'm like, you are your grandfather's granddaughter, so. Have you been, do you feel diffused? like? You can be coming in, guns a blazing, and they'll make a point, and you're just like, ah, God damn it, you're right. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? We're going to come back to that. Like, like I need a, I need a minute for a rebuttal, but yeah. come back. I mean, I, I'm still mom, and you're still in trouble, but nice work. Yeah, I mean, it was funny because, like, my 13-year-old got in trouble. I forgot what it was for. And, or no, she kept getting in trouble. And I'm like, why do you keep doing this stuff? Like, you get caught every time. It's like, you kind of have a target on your back because they know, like, hey, if she, you know, somebody comes to them and say, hey, she did this to me, they're automatically going to believe the right. other kid because of your history. Yeah. And she's like, well, dad used to brag about getting in trouble all the time, or used to brag about doing stupid stuff all the time, and he never got caught. So why can't I do the same thing? And I'm, I just sat there like... <sighs> I'm like, I think this kid's on this. Like, I mean, it's like, I get it, but no. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. Yeah. Like, that was her explanation. I'm just like. It's a bad takeaway. <laughs> it really was. And I'm just like, I was speechless. I'm like, I don't even, because like, I was like, you know, yeah, I did stupid stuff. I'm not going to lie. But like, when it came to school, best behavior. Like, I never got a detention in my entire school career. Never got, never late to class. I had perfect attendance. Like, yeah. I was like nerd like outside of school yeah that's when i did my troublesome things but what does that even look like without getting into real detail if you're kind of a perfect angel and honor student i can't like because i've always just been even keel of like a nice c student and i feel like my life outside of school was he looks like a c person <laughs> <laughs> how do you balance that and like what does that look like 
getting in trouble as a teenager, but still being a perfect angel? Um, I mean... I don't want to incriminate yourself. Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> it's in the past. It's over and done with. I mean, I'll admit, at a certain point, like, I was, I was boy crazy, and I let boys, like, just steer me in the wrong direction. So yeah, they, they'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a few times where it's like, I just did not come home, and my parents were like... As a teenager? Yeah. That's insane. Uh, I was talking to another friend of mine, too, and she was telling me about her first time going to the city alone. She was nine. And her and her friend caught the train to go to the oh city. Oh, my God. And I'm like, could you imagine just sending your two youngest to the city? Oh, God. <laughs> On a train? <laughs> no. Like, no. No, 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 no. Like, yeah. I'm still iffy about taking the train sometimes. Like, it's like... Someone has to be with me if I get on the train because I don't pay attention to the stops. Yeah, the train so makes I, me uncomfortable too, the way it swings. Yeah. Like, it's a great form of travel. Oh, yeah. And it's convenient, but it, like, especially if I have to sit and watch the other car where it's like shaking, I'm like, yeah. I'm not comfortable with this. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, I think the last, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, my girlfriend and I, we went out to downtown Chicago just to blow off steam and just walk around downtown, go to Navy Pier, just chill. Nice. And we took the train. And then we were gonna, we made it a point that we we're like, okay, we're gonna come back at ten forty. Yeah, we missed that train because we got stuck on a bus. Yep. The bus driver just had to take a smoke break. In the middle of his shift, eh? Yeah. That's like she, like she, she, she just stops and pull. I'm like, this is Chicago. Yeah, I'm I, was, like, I was like, Chicago different. Oh yeah, yeah. She, like she literally stopped and just got out and smoked her cigarette. I'm just and we're just sitting there like, should we just get off? And she's like, no, we have to get to the train. And I'm just like. We're going to miss our train. And yeah. so, yeah, we got back there. Like, we missed it by, like, five minutes. So we're literally... And the next train was two hours later. I'd say the last train's at, what, midnight or at after? 1240. 1240. Yes, yeah, so we literally walked around downtown Chicago for two hours. <sighs> Tried to sit in the train station. They're like, oh, no, you got to leave. And we're just like... Yeah. Like, well, let's make for a good story. Yeah, I've slept in that train station. It's gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like... Mm, I yeah. Do, the train's not as bad as the L, though. Like, the L makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Just because I don't care what time you go there or when or where or what stop, some weirdo is going to be right by you. And oh, they're going to be uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, no, that was like that in the bus. Like, there was like at least three. The bus is probably similar to that. Three drunk people. Like, yeah. they stood up mid ride and just fell flat on their faces. And, were just, and then, like, a, like, one of them, like a bottle of Jameson, just like flew out of their pocket. Or, like,. Yeah. That explains that. <laughs> You're like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I've been that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only on the train, though, because uh, you can drink on the train, which is helps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, there's, like, all these young kids, like, just, you know, with their white claws, and I'm just like, geez. Uh, is that still a thing? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, someone said, like, white claw tastes like downtown Naperville, and, and I, <laughs> I see it. And that, because I've only had white claw once. Yeah. That was enough for me. I was like, this is a thing. Like, this is. Yeah. Tastes like static. I think it's more, it feels like it's more of a look at me than a this is delicious thing, <laughs> which I don't understand. Yeah, because it's awful. It's just awful. <laughs> so then let's move uh, forward uh, to, now you've got your master's degree, mm-hmm. you've got your job, you've got a, even a plan. Where, where, where does that take you next? Aside from like moving up, skipping the middle management and going right to the top, mm-hmm. which is always the best way to go. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, what are you looking for out of life next? Enjoying my life. Yeah. Is that, do you, do you feel like that's a new concept? Yes, definitely. 
does it feel like like because even for me personally like you can go back i go back to my childhood and be like oh certain things were awesome and amazing mm-hmm. and it felt good uh and then like there's this long period of just clouds yeah <laughs> and then uh more recently where it's like oh maybe this is what happiness looks like because i've never i can't think of a time when i've seen it and been like could I identify it mm-hmm. do you feel like that's kind of where you're at now is like oh like the clouds are starting to part yeah like like for sure especially with like the last last maybe like six months yeah because it's like i mean you've seen my posts on facebook like yeah. i mean my favorite I'm, thing in the world is watching people when the lights come back on in people oh yeah when the lights yeah. have been off for so long and like, you can see it online that's why I was I hate I hate you up with me. It was like, oh, we should try to do an episode, just because I can see it through the internet mm-hmm. that the lights are back on, and it's amazing to see from so far away digitally. Let's have a conversation about it. Uh, and it, like I used to do trauma recovery also, okay, where you know we would hypnotize people and work through uh, various issues and stuff. And you can it's the same thing where you can see where the lights come back on, and you're like, ah, oh, there's something in there, and it's beautiful. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. So that's kind of where you you feel like you're coming to. Yes, yes. Like getting back to pouring back into me. Like yeah. I've literally poured into everybody for the past. I mean, how old is my oldest? Seventeen years. I'll, I'll say even eighteen years. Like just constantly pouring into everybody else, taking care of everybody else. Yeah. Worrying like, about probably everybody even else. farther back. If you're talking boy crazy, then you probably yeah. all, even go back to being a teenager, oh, yeah. pouring way too much into relationships that weren't going to last. Exactly. Like always worrying about making somebody else feel yeah. good and like neglecting myself. Right. And so now it's like, and I will, like I want to give like the most credit for that like the people that didn't think i could do that and not not just like a like ha 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 i told you i could do this right but it's just like yeah it's like thanks for you know just like for one showing me your true colors right right and i'm talking about like some family you know for me too you know like like i've had family like 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 very recently i've like i don't want to say i cut them off but it's just like the negativity i can't deal with so you probably dealt with, because stereotypically, it's easy to write people off once they have kids. Mm-hmm. And then when, if like, because you have so many of them, it's like, oh, pff, Nafisa's done. This is it. For yeah. her, is just raising those kids and hoping for the best. There's no life outside of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is absurd in the first place. Oh, yeah. But, and geez, so hurtful. Like, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> like, even if you think that. What are you getting out of telling it to me? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, like, here I am, six kids, and, like, I literally make it a point to, like, make time for myself. Like, do stuff yeah. for myself. Like, I, you know, make time for my kids, obviously, too. Sure. Like, it's all about balance. Yeah. One of the things, because I've, I've dated a couple of girls with a kid, with a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Not and, six? Come on now. And I've always, uh, it's different. And mm-hmm. Because and I've always, I've been adamant about this point. Because I have other friends that complain about things. And I'm like, look, if you can't handle being number four on this girl's list, mm-hmm. don't talk to her. Oh, yeah. Because she's got to put herself first. She's got to put that job second because job takes care of the kids. And then those kids are always going to be above you. Mm-hmm. If you can't handle being fourth, do not talk to her. 
because oh, yeah. she doesn't have time for you or your bullshit. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And you know, and it's like, and I don't know. I mean, like in my, this is like extremely personal. In my like crazy post divorce separation dating life, like there's some people that are like fine with it. They're like, yeah, no, it's cool. Like, I mean, I actually dated a guy super briefly because he had five kids, three baby mamas. Want to be, be number fourth, and, and I'm like, nope. Talk about an army. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you, you can go look for your fourth elsewhere, cause that ain't me. Like yeah. he was, like he was younger than me too, and I was just like, yeah, that's just, that's just weird. That's crazy to think about too. Do you think, because uh, uh, like I said, I've dated people with a child, <laughs> and but also where I was at that time was very different. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I'm way better prepared to handle it now where I'm emotionally available. Mm-hmm. At that time, I wasn't, I, I loved, I loved what was happening. I loved uh, the children. I loved their mother and stuff like that. But I, I didn't know what that meant because I come from where I come from. Yeah. And those are, I was, my biological father was horrible. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what's okay and what's not okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's probably why I'm good at, feeling like a, a teenager still because I'm still like I'm trying to navigate it myself yeah but I don't know uh, this is something I've always wrestled with what if there could I realistically date somebody with multiple kids like one is one thing but like now we talk about like that guy had five from three different mothers yeah. that just sounds like a headache <laughs> Like, I get it. We're all where we are, like, yeah. you know, and we're all, uh, you know, in our 40s at this point, like... Ooh. <laughs> Let me enjoy this last year before we jump the gun on that. Yeah, I mean, you still look like you're in your third, like, early 30s. Like, well, thank you. So, yeah, I'll, I'll so. take it. If I shaved, I'll look like I'm 12, so... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how... Would you date somebody that had multiple kids like that? I mean, it like because you come from the same thing, is it just a non-thought, or were you like, ah, what's that going to look like realistically? Yeah, that's that's kind of why like I cut things off because I'm just like, for me, it was more of like, okay, I have six kids, I'm good, I do not need to add any more. Like right. I like yeah. that was the biggest thing is like, oh well, maybe you and I, and it was this was like super early into like him and I right. talking. He's like, we should have our own, and I'm just like, you are crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, like, dude, you already have five. I have six. That's 11 right there. And you had to add a... No. No, we're good. What's the appeal there? I don't even understand. I like, don't to me, even it, know. It feels like it's got to be just arrogance of legacy at that point. Where it's I can like, see that. Because if I, if I do date a girl that has a kid, I'm content. Mm-hmm. Because she has a real dad, I'm plugged into where I'm plugged into. Yeah, you know, and that's awesome. I would consider her like my own uh, within those healthy boundaries. Yeah, I would. It would never cross my mind to be like, we have to have our own now, like because I I have to have my DNA in this equation somehow. And I just like that's I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't either. And it's like you know where I come from, and it's it's pretty interesting that you mentioned the whole DNA aspect, like. From where I grew up to what I've been through to where I'm at now, like I can say and like truly recognize like DNA does not dictate, you know, any kind of familial bond. Right. And, you know, and I think that my my kids are starting to recognize that too. Like I think as my 11 year old and my nine year old, they were actually having a debate about that. Really? 
like about you know you know does blood really make you family or you know because yeah. like I have like my best friend like we've known each other for ten years and like I do call her my sister that's just how close we are like yeah. I have a closer relationship with her than I do with most of my sisters right and even when it comes to you know my actual biological sister is just like like sometimes like the way that she just treats me and my kids it's just like and you know and, and like it's always the ones that like like to throw family in the equate oh we're family yeah just because we're family does not mean i need to associate with you right which is hard for a lot of people yeah like i i understand to an extent just because of what i've done you know like Sarah's told you a bunch as, as well, like when well, we severed ties with our dad mm -hmm. before uh, a few years before he passed away. But it's like you just hit a, a point where it's like this. I don't I don't need to do this. Yeah. Like toxic is toxic. I don't right, care exactly. if you're my cousin, uncle, sister, whatever. Yeah. Like if you're like, you know, a detriment to my mental health. I don't need to associate with you. Right. And like I, I, I will I will go heavy on that with my kids. Yeah. I agree. I'm also uh, always reminded of a Tupac quote when he was like, just because we're not friends doesn't mean you're my enemy. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he's like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I want you to eat, just not at my table. Yeah, no, I, yeah. And that's, I mean, well, certain people. Um, <laughs> Some people can just be trash. It's okay. Yeah, and they are who they are, so right. there you go. they can just stay where they are and just stay out of my way. Like, yeah, you just hang out over there and leave me alone. Yeah. Even that like, that idea I was kind of raised with, too, because uh, technically Jason is my stepbrother because he, uh, he has a different mom. Okay. Oh, I, I did not know that. Yeah, so Sarah and I are... are From Sandy? Yeah, okay. and then uh, he has a different mom. Uh, we just share a father. And he was okay. always around, and he my mom is his mom. Okay. So it's the same thing where it's like, yeah, family is family, whatever you decide you want to define it as. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't understand, like, why... Because you hear you talk, it's almost like you're, like, the uh, black sheep of the family, to an yep. extent. I don't know how. Like, what? how does that make sense? Because you seem close to your mom, close to your dad. Yeah. Uh, and it seemed like a positive environment. But just, is maybe that's the trigger? Did they, did the rest of the family not feel that? Like... I feel like I, like we were raised all under like the same values, same beliefs, and it's just that, I mean, I'm not sure if like, that different. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, everybody interprets it different, and I just, you know, like, I'm not sure if like losing my dad basically triggered some extreme ways of viewing family and it's like we have to stick together yeah like actually had an incident happen on the fourth of july like it was pretty explosive like really? yeah like i was pretty much dragged through the mud about my parenting style and you know like does your parenting style differ like the way that i look at, like so my oldest or my mom's oldest she has four kids her kids are all adults you know, they all work, they're all well-rounded, you know, they have rough teenage years, but, yeah. you know, they, like, I, like, I consider, like, they're a product of their environment type situation. Sure. Right. Um, so, and then I have a, a sister next to that, she has six daughters, and she, like, her, I think four of hers are adults, and then she has, like, two, no, 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 three are, three are like, really little. Um, my other sister has one, 
and then the one above me has three, the one below me has three. So the younger one, that's the one that got explosive and just decided to drag my name through the mud while my kids were in the room, yeah. I might add. So my kids right. come to me upset, like, why is she talking about you? Like, yeah. that's not right. Um, basically, she's, she's always had something negative to say about my parenting, about my life in general. I don't put much into it because I'm just like, that's a reflection off of you. Maybe right. you're not happy. Right. Like, so I'm just not going to feed into it. Yeah. But when it does get to my kids, it makes my kids feel some type of way. Yeah. Like you're going to poke mama bear and you don't want to do that. <laughs> right. So, you know, things came to a head. Um, you know, like my oldest did not invite her to her birthday dinner because this sister is extremely judgmental. She has made fun of her teenage friends at previous birthday parties. My daughter was just like, I don't want to deal with any negativity. It's right. my birthday. And I'm like, okay, I'm like you are like fully entitled to invite who you want to invite. You don't have to invite everybody. Like I'm not pushing this. You have to invite, you know, everybody because that's your family. Like right. I, yeah, I've learned a, a hard lesson with that because yeah. especially dealing with their dad, you know, cause he pretty much writes off the oldest and my second oldest, like, yeah whole other story but um <laughs> that's a different episode <laughs> yeah pretty much um so she was still upset about that and she was just like you know and i'm like i'm like she's 17 ask her you have her number ask right. her why she did not want to invite you and she's like well no as her mom you need to like you should have forced her Whoa. and you know you need to explain this is a reflection her. of what those kids are going through yeah right? <laughs> and i'm just i'm sitting i'm like i'm not gonna force my kids that are almost adults to do certain things yeah like, I want my kids to think for themselves. Sure. And if she's stating, I don't feel comfortable because my aunt is always making judgmental comments, whether it's about, my daughter, her hair is like three different colors right now. Mm -hmm. You know, she makes comments about her hair, about how she dresses. I'm like, she's Sounds expressing awesome. herself. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, like, There's, I didn't have the guts to do that stuff. I've got a mohawk. <laughs> I'm still acting like I'm 15. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm like, it's hair. Like, right. she can dye it back, it'll grow back. She's yeah. chopped her hair off, you know, whatever. And so, like, she just basically, um, yeah, blew up 4th of July, ended up having a sit-down conversation with all the sisters, which totally went left field. Yeah. And it's like, I was just in a, in a space where I'm like, I'm not even going to respond, because, like, it's not worth it. Yeah. And, and my sisters know about my previous relationship. Like, they don't know the extent of, like, certain things that happened. Sure. And I had to bring it up, because I'm like, I have literally dealt with this kind of treatment for, you know, nearly half my life. Right. And I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and yeah. put up with it. From family? From, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about something, or at least uh, maybe you 100% put the kibosh on it if you don't. But I'm, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm staggering because it's awkward to even bring up. Okay. And it's, not my place to bring up, mm -hmm. but I, if we don't talk about things, you don't learn things. Mm -hmm. So if it's a no-go, set boundaries, or if I misspeak, please correct. Okay. Uh, is, I'm curious if some of that, because you mentioned earlier, your kids are very light-complected. Mm -hmm. Do they get treated different because of that? I've, I, in, I've heard experiences from other people where... It almost feels like you have no nowhere to be because you're not black enough, you're not white enough, and these kinds of things. Uh, is that? Does it feel like that from the family? 
Or do you think it's just something different altogether? I think it's just something different altogether. Okay. I mean, my family's pretty diverse, so okay. it's kind of hard to pinpoint because, like, so I mean, I'm sure they're dealing with that in school and in their yeah, lives yeah. in general. Yeah, they they do deal with that at school. It's like it's like you're not all black, but you're not all white. It's like you're not. I mean, but it's like like they they do identify more as black. Sure. And. Like this is just my observation. Like, you think it's I've closer because they're because they're closer to you. Yeah, closer to me, closer to my family too. Right. Um, also, what a better culture! It's so boring being white. <laughs> <laughs> and just like you know, certain experiences that they've expressed that they've dealt with with their other side of yeah. the family. Just like, I mean, like I guess like when it comes to certain things, like my family takes a different approach in addressing certain things. Yeah. Um, whereas like, it's just on the other side, it's just flat out negativity and like, especially with, I don't know how to word this. (laughs) I don't know how to word. Okay. So it's like, my kids, they have more black friends. Mm -hmm. Um, they tend to pick up on, you know, how they speak. Sure. Dress, music, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, their father is white. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he will make comments, you know, you're not, I mean, you know how he dresses, speaks, yeah. music he listens to. Sure. Um, he'll make comments, well, you're not being raised to be this way. But then it's like. That's, that's actually mind blowing to hear that. Because isn't I'm like, uh, who, like uh, who are you really talking to? Yeah, isn't it though? Because a few times it's caught me off guard and I'm, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, is this the same person that claims that they were GD at one point? Yeah, talk about appropriation. <laughs> yep, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty staggering actually to, to even think that that's a thing. Oh yeah, but it's it's just, and I'm just like, I like and yeah, it's it's boggling to me because I'm just like, yeah, like my dad was very strict about you know I couldn't listen to rap. We had to watch the Cosby Show, yeah, awesome show, but you know like we were <laughs> yeah. raised in a very specific, going against stereotype right. type ways. You yeah. know what I mean? So and it's just like, I don't want to say to end up with who I ended up with. <laughs> kind of just went completely against the grain. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, like I know how I conduct myself around my kids. I, you know, I remind them of those things. Like, you know, like being black is just not this. Right. And I try to tell him that, you know, like, hey, like it's not all about gangster yeah. rap. And We can't boil down an entire culture and, and exactly. human being you know, group into these couple of things exactly uh, they they all like hip-hop and that you know that, that's black culture surprise yeah, i'm like there's so much more to that and I, like i am extremely appreciative like i've been spending a lot more time like in chicago just like yeah. exploring the di- that diversity in chicago mm-hmm. like falling in love with that city more and more every time i go out there like my boyfriend actually took me to hyde park nice and I am just like, I was like in a whole other place. I'm like, man, like you got to bring me back over here. Like yeah. we, we were there for like the, the Prince sip and paint for my birthday. That sounds amazing. It was. Yeah. Like he got super brownie points for that. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm like, cause it was on my actual birthday. Cause Prince's birthday is June 7th. Right. But I'm like my actual birthday, a Prince sip and paint. 
with a live band playing Prince. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I feel like it helps too because like I feel like when we were younger, uh, the city was almost vilified to us. Mm-hmm. So as we've gotten older and hung out, they're like, "Oh, it's actually amazing out here." Like, yeah, these stories exist in Chicago, Chicago, but there's some pretty amazing stuff out here. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yesterday uh, we went to the tacos and tamales fest. Nice. Th- I mean, didn't buy anything. We just walked around. It was so crowded. Yeah. Um, and you know, because it was in Pilsen, and he was expressing. My boyfriend's mixed, by the way. So he's his mom is black, his dad's white. And he would, he was talking about, he's like, yeah, he's like, back in the day, I couldn't even walk down the street without, you know, people eyeing me or something happening to me because it was just like that bad of an area. Right. So it was just, because like, there are still people out, out there. <laughs> now we've done it. <laughs> now we've done. But yeah, I mean, we were walking down the street and there was, there was like, a group of people that were like you could tell they were just looking out for I don't want to say suspicious activity or just looking out for somebody but you could tell it was like it was a little intimidating for me I'm just like like yeah I know that they're not up to any good I'm like can we walk a little faster like I had like you know my cute shoes and I'm like yeah can we walk a little and then like it was raining we were walking back same guys were still out there just waiting and I'm just like yeah this is a little uncomfortable yeah it's a little sketchy yeah I mean, it was like, you know, super diverse crowd, but it was just like, still, you could like tell, he's like, yeah, he's like, they don't, like certain people still don't play when it comes to like their <laughs> territory and their area. Life with boys, I swear. Sometimes boys fart. <laughs> All the time. Not just sometimes. Wait, you don't know what I'm asking? <sighs> of course I do. I can see into the future. I just got that ESP. <laughs> Uh, so actually bringing up the Cosby show, uh, is interesting because I, I'm, I'm always, uh, gathering people's opinions about how do we get past like certain things mm-hmm. and are we still allowed to enjoy things that exist? Okay. Like, so because the Cosby show is amazing mm-hmm. and an absolute pioneer and kind of set the standard for specific things. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to still enjoy it now? I mean, I get it. Like, it's, it's a little tarnished. Okay, yeah. very tarnished. That's what I wonder, though. Is it still, can it stay just what it is in its time? Or is it now tarnished? Because now we know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, I still take it as, like, entertainment purposes. Yeah. Like, I, I'll, like if I see a clip pop up on Facebook, I'll still watch it. I'll laugh. You know, like, oh, I remember this episode. Yeah. Like, like, I remember. Camila, can you go see what's wrong with him? Or take him outside. Give him some fresh air. <laughs> he sounds like he needs some air. <laughs> yes. Hey, I get like that sometimes if I don't get air. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm a heavy advocate of going on walks. Like the other yeah. night, I was just so steamed. Yeah. I just went for a walk until I calmed down. Smart. Yeah. yeah. It's good to be able to even recognize that and just be like, I just gotta, I just gotta go. Yeah. Don't, don't talk to me right now. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, back. and it's like, I look at it too, like, it's like my kids have been through so much of just like that blowing up stuff yeah. in their short lives and I'm just like yeah I need to take responsibility for how I feel sure. and react or don't react to you know whatever situation so I'm like if I feel like I'm like extremely upset yeah I'm just gonna go for a walk <laughs> or I'm just gonna sit in my car listen to music 
Yeah. Like anxiety clean, whatever. Yeah. Do you think so? Even like so the Cosby Show is one thing. Like I still love Michael Jackson so much. Oh, I do too. <laughs> like I watched Thriller and uh, what's the other one where he, I always forget the name of it. Uh, Smooth Criminal. Yeah. Man, you know I was thinking too. Like remember the old days too. Like he made these very short films about his videos. Yeah. And it was amazing when they would debut. It was like a big deal. I know. It's and I don't like, even really see music videos anymore except for on YouTube. I know. Uh, like it's a shame. I know. But I, I agree, because I think there has to be... People like that probably won't get a redemption. Because like, I'm always bringing up Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially in this day and age where we, can, we live in this woke culture, mm-hmm. uh, where accusations will end your career and the truth doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, somebody like Mike Tyson, who literally went to jail for rape. Yeah. And now he's like America's treasure. Because he's hilarious, right? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> sure. At least stereotypically, he is. Like, he's in the limelight. People yeah. love him. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just curious. Like, is that it? He went to jail, so he gets a wash. Uh, <laughs> it still seems a little grimy, right? It does. I mean, yeah. And I have an extremely biased opinion about like those types of allegations in general. So yeah. I'm just like, mm, it's a no for me. <laughs> like, it's a no. It's yeah. A, it's a flat out no. So that's a good segue. How, in this environment, how do you find uh, self-care, and what does that look like? Escaping. Yeah, take, taking your walks. <laughs> <laughs> Escaping. <laughs> so recently, yeah, getting out a lot more recently. Uh, what about all these children? How do they self-care? I, yeah, I don't... I mean, I, I encourage them, especially um, like during the summer months. When I was a kid, I was outside yeah. like all the time. I feel like we didn't have a choice back then. <laughs> yeah, it was like, just leave. Yeah, like, like, you know. As long as the sun's out, go away. <laughs> pretty much. Like, and it's like, even with us, I mean, there's a lot of kids that I grew up with too. And, you know, even when the streetlights came on, like, oh, you need to go back in when the streetlights come on. Right. We still snuck back out. Sure. Like, we were still, like, we were like, you know, because my dad was like, normally passed out yeah. on the couch mom was at work she worked overnights and so my sisters and i were like like shoot dad sleep let's go back out and like you know ride bikes or whatever yeah so i tried like you know i try to encourage them like hey like my kids like there's kids over here similar like like you know similar age groups kids over here similar age. go play go to the park be outside like yeah. enjoy being a kid like i hate that a lot of like especially with the older ones a lot of their time is being consumed by social media and like literally sitting on the phone all day and so that's like you hear like three phones running this whole time yeah so i'm just like you know even with the older ones i'm just like just go for a walk just sit at the park yeah like hang out with your siblings like read a book i don't know how is it not just a constant fight like do the kids fight each other <laughs> yes. it looks like it could be violent <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. um it, it is it is like it's, it's literally like a war zone sometimes yeah. i mean some days are better than others sure um a lot of it like i just try to remind them like you know a lot of it is small stuff like not yeah. to get worked up about and i know that they're trying to like like they've been through their fair share of stuff, and they're trying. Like, right, they've all got their triggers and their yeah, uh, 
and a lot of it is stuff like that is unlearning behaviors that they saw growing up right like you know yeah hitting walls and throwing things and hitting each other that's a lot of stuff that they need to unlearn yeah because because i grew up where i grew up i don't have it in me to discipline physically discipline Mm -hmm. anybody yeah uh because i don't think anybody should be putting their hands on anybody else but how do you unlearn that do you have any tips? I'm old. <laughs> like my older three are in therapy. Yeah. Um, I'm looking into like some kind of family therapy for everybody as a whole. Yeah. Um, I can just imagine like seven of you being in one room and just taking like six hours to get through everybody's grievances. Oh God. I mean, we're, we actually were forced twice to attempt family therapy and it was just a nightmare forced yeah through the course it was it was a nightmare that sounds like a nightmare it was a nightmare <laughs> so that's why i said like maybe just me and the kids should just go, yeah cause... oh like a family thing before yeah 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 it was it was mandated by the courts and like two therapists quit after the first session <laughs> they were just like yeah don't don't schedule again yeah I thought you meant they quit being a psychiatrist or psychologist. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they're like, you know what? If this is out there, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, after those like initial sessions of just like, oh, what are you here for? And then it's just like, you know, nuclear bomb gets dropped. <laughs> like one of them was just like, um, yeah, I'm not going to schedule any more sessions. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Well, I don't know. Freud, okay. Freud always said that the Irish are immune to therapy. So... <laughs> We're an annoying bunch. <laughs> I'm. I will. I will keep my opinion to myself. <laughs> the good news is, uh, like we have already mentioned, the lights are back on. Uh, you've done amazing things, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk to. You is like, there's so many of us out there with plans or blueprints, mm-hmm. and a million excuses, or even not even excuses. Just like, how do I? How do I? Mm-hmm. And then here's a stereotypical situation where you should be content where you are, quote unquote, should be, mm-hmm. and you've done enough already to coast. And you're like, no, I'm going to still get my master's. I'm going to continue to move up. I'm going to continue to do all these things. I'm not afraid to be out on my own. I'm not afraid to start back over because I'm worth it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an amazingly inspiring story. So I uh, thank you so much for talking to me. Uh, letting me come over here. It has been a deterrent for me to ever want children still. <laughs> Smart. But uh, it's awesome to see a lovely family. It's amazing to actually get to talk to you after we've been family for like 20 years. I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, call it there. You're going higher and done amazing things and continue to achieve. And that's that's amazing. Awesome.